When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jeff Kevin Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Happy Live Asians Friday. Hope you're well. Lucy Goosey edition as we talk about Lou Carnesecca. Death, smoking, baseball. How's Florida State, Virginia progressing? Right, we still up one to nothing. We got a. We're doing some things here. I saw during the break. We could tell you live on the screen. There it is. One nothing. Bottom of the third. So that little itty bitty thing there, we can't we can't do better than that. Can't get bigger than that. What do you want me to take up? A, a sponsor logo, an identifier from one well, of the tempor- temporarily. I mean, uh, just to scroll that thing down a little bit. Let's see what the hits are. Who's pitching? Oh I will, my! Oh really? Let's okay. go. You want the whole box score? I want How about it all. I just put the tab of the box score up, and it blocks us out for today. You could do that for. I mean, temporarily. Let everybody get take it in. Oh, there it is. Look at that. We got a couple hits. They do too. Look at that. All right. Oh. Still one nothing. Bottom of the third is what I'm seeing here on our little. Yeah, I too remember. You guys have been talking about this during the break since I brought it up. Everybody can remember um, getting on the plane, and uh, there were ashtrays in the in the uh, armrests. You can remember that, can't you? Sure. Yeah. I think that was like that wasn't taken away all that long ago. I was on TWA and Pan Am flights before they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We had an interesting lunch yesterday. I'll share this. Uh, Gene has oh. had some harrowing flights in his time. Folks out there, <laughs> many of you know Gene.com Williams. He has had some harrowing flights. Do not ever get on the same flight as Gene.com Williams. PTSD for Gene. But I, at first I was kind of like, oh, come on, Gene, buck up. You know what? We've all had some turbulence. But then when he told me about the plane turned sideways and all <laughs> flying into Mexico, my man, that's a toughie. People without their seatbelts on. Yeah, getting flying, busting their nose. Thrown into the thrown sides in, yeah, of the plane, the yeah. bulkhead. Always got to have your seatbelt on. Not You don't have to have to cinch it up. You just have to have it loose so that you don't go flying so, up when you drop. People bleeding everywhere, and you've got the wing about ready to touch the runway no, until no. the last second. I'm telling you. So I watched that MH370 documentary on Netflix uh, and, you know, the plane that vanished out of Malaysia, the Malaysia airline plane that vanished. And, you know, again, I've mentioned this before. My brother, uh, air traffic control for 25, 35 years, whatever it was, he, he's, you know, badass. 
and I talked to him about, you know, that. And I knew he could lay to rest some of the nonsense that gets put in these because they know they're not talking to experts. So the, the, a lot of times when you have people speculating about a crime or you have people speculating about a field they don't work in, they'll just let nonsense go on those documentaries. They're like, well, you know what I think happened? Who the hell are you? Yeah, but if you talk to somebody in aviation, they're like, no, that couldn't happen. That didn't happen because it can't happen. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. But they made 20 minutes of this documentary is this guy's yeah, theory. Yeah. You know, like, they well, presented, it didn't happen. They present it evenly yeah. or they give the, the wacko more time. They give the wacko more time. Yeah, and they give yeah. a lot of wackos time in this thing. But some people have interesting theories oh, as to what happened. That, remember when the History Channel was good? When you could watch the History Channel and it was about history instead of, like, aliens building the pyramids? Like, it, it used to be, like, you could watch history. Now they're like, oh, they sold out like everybody else did for clicks. They're like, oh, I don't know. Let's just say that this happened. And let's bring on a guy who says that he's an expert because he, <laughs> he spent 20 years of his life chasing this pipe dream. The history that they want you to believe. All right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me laugh. Hang on a minute. But anyhow, so the, but one thing does remain true about this, and that's why I wanted to watch it. The plane disappeared. They can't find the plane. They don't know where the plane is. And that's I wanted to know from him, from Aaron, How's that possible? He's like, yeah, it really isn't. I don't know how that happened. He's like, that's strange. There's a problem. Yes, comrade. Very strange. Yeah, <laughs> it is very strange. So, anyhow, uh, why did we bring that? Oh, we were talking about we cigarettes on the plane. Yeah, I remember sitting you know, in where you could people could smoke on the plane. It was ridiculous. At some point, maybe it was the guy who created History Channel, and he just got you know ousted. You're, you old timer, aliens sell aliens and. Aliens and Hitler. If you can get in the same 30 minutes, get them they together. sell. Get them together. He's like, this isn't history, guys. And they yeah. let him go. Yeah, I'm going to start the military channel. And it's just going to be the same thing that the history channel was when it first launched. Except for it's not in high def. You're like, what's going on here? Why, why did they stick this guy on channel 34? Not, neither was World War II. I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying, though, the shows that you can watch on the history channel are all in high def. That military channel, you're like, what is this? Not This is ridiculous. Well, we're starting small. <laughs> Besides, most of our audience is old, and they don't know the difference between uh, HD and, and standard def. Uh, and that is actually very true. That part is true, I'm sure. Hey, so I bring this up every year during the Super Bowl. I want to bring it up now because we lost one of the good guys. So uh, Jerry Green, remember I was saying Jerry Smith, the running back that I alleged existed for Florida State as an example. Jerry Green is very real. He's a legendary sports writer. Uh, worked for the Detroit Free Press, the Detroit News, worked for uh, a lot of different papers in Michigan, uh, was a longtime AP reporter. The point of me bringing him up, he was very good at his job, but he was the only reporter to cover each of the first 56 Super Bowls, all of them. He's the last guy that could say he covered every Super Bowl. He died at the age of 94. Um, and he became the last reporter to see all the Super Bowls in February of 2020, having outlasted Jerry Eisenberg. Um, you know Jerry Eisenberg. He was from the Star Ledger. He was good. Remember, he would sometimes be in the round table. His old guys, I used to love those shows. Like the original sports reporters talking about smoking, sitting in a dark room with a lamp light on, smoking, talking about boxing. It was great. But th those guys, um, they're interesting to watch when you hear them talk about what it was like to cover those first Super Bowls and all that. But it, it did made me feel old again, Tom, because I can, you know, the last time we had this conversation, I'm like, I remember Super Bowl nine. 
<laughs> you were like, what? Yes. <laughs> that is astounding. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Reggie Jackson becoming Mr. October? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Three home runs in one game. One of them's a Titanic blast. You saw Gone with the Wind in the theater. No, I didn't. Uh, and it cost a nickel. Yeah, no, none of that nonsense. I told a story earlier today about how my brother John and I would have to take, we used to, one of the coolest things I ever did as a kid, though one of the most fun things that I ever, it's always the little things when you look back, like what gave me true joy? John and I would get on a bus in St. Pete and we'd get a transfer uh, when you ended up downtown in order to get to Tyrone Square Mall and we'd have like $20 in our pocket and we'd go to Tyrone Square Mall. It's a lot of money in I know, those days. it's huge. But we could spend all day. Like, my mom would give us a 10 or a 20 or whatever, and we would go and get on the bus, and you get a transfer. A lot of hooligans on the bus. That hasn't changed. But you get on the bus, and then you, you, you get your transfer, and then you go to the mall, and you go into Aladdin's castle. And for me, I went over to that Konami tag team wrestling, and I played it for hours. It was the greatest game of all time. I loved it. And I was- we, You know what? We are of the same era with Konami. Konami was where it was at for video game makers. even to my Because I caught the tail end of the arcade revolution. The very, very tail end. It was a wondrous time. That and record stores and bookstores. They were all like, and a lot of times they were all right by each other. You're like, this is amazing. The projector screen, this was the pinnacle of the celebration stations, Aladdin's castles of the world. Mm -hmm. When they had the projector screen on the wall with Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat. See, I think it was, I was was already retired from the arcades at that point. Probably 91 or 92. And if, when it was your turn to get there, you were so nervous because everybody could watch. Yeah, don't screw it up. Because plus, you wanted to keep yep. playing. Yep, that was the other part about it. You wanted to keep playing, so you're like, oh well, gotta make sure I don't screw this up. Uh, yeah, we would play for hours. We thought it was the best. Get this sports related moment for you wagerers out there. Hope you guys won some money last night. According to Action Network, and this is a fact, the past two years, man, pretty bad look for the Big Ten. 16 Big Ten teams have made the tournament. That's good. Zero have made the Elite Eight. My God. Thanks for playing. All that money. That's the most of any conference in that span. Uh, But you can add UCLA to the list out of the Pac-12. Because they're forever doing it. Every year they're always, oh, UCLA's really good this year. We'll see. Hey, man, give us Big Ten money. We'll make the Elite Eight on the regular. We've got some things to overcome here right now, and I'm very interested to see this play out. I I, I was told that some folks heard my conversation or talking points uh, the other day on the show. We need to uh, get with the getting was my was the essence of my concern. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Uh, people heard it, and they assured me basically through back channels that uh, efforts are being made. Man, okay, well, every day. Let's, uh, I, I want just to... hope they live up to your expectations. Listen, people out there, you hear this message. You hear this man. This man is asking for something. Apparently, when he asks for something, you need to back-channel a message that says, we're, we're working on it. Well, work faster. Tell him. You tell him, Jeff. Yeah, well, I will tell him directly when I see him, but I haven't seen him. I have a, you know, a medium here where I wish they can hear me. I can't hear them when they're muttering to themselves in the house complaining about my comments. I, they have to tell somebody. Hashtag do something. <laughs> do something is right. And I don't want to hashtag it. 
But I, I would like to see something done. Over under. I asked this yesterday Uh-oh. too. No, over under. This is not basketball related. Good. Okay, just for fun. Over under a year and a half for Jimbo left at A and M. Ooh. Under. This Petrino thing is a disaster before it even started. He doesn't like the Petrino family. No. (laughs) And they couldn't have hand selected somebody to call plays. I think that would have been worse for this working relationship. Well, it's not just that. It's that he still exhibits the broken ass behavior. What I'm I'm saying is this is only going to bring that out even more. Like you needed more gasoline or kerosene. You brought C4 to this thing. He's going to refuse in the heat of the moment to allow that dude to call plays. Whoever hired him is going to hear about it after the game, and now you've got infighting. They're not winning anyway. Relieve us from this mess. What's it going to take, Jimmy, is what they'll say. Jimmy, Jimmy, we're not paying this whole thing. What would it take? And then that's that's it. You know, I the one thing I'll say is, like, if you love football, if you're a coach, and that's a very trying position. You make a you make gobs of money, true, but you just it, you probably on the back end fractured relationships in many cases lost marriages. Time you're never going to get back with your kids. Nineteen twenty hour days. You know we see how hard it is on a lot of these guys in the profession. And I'm not saying that boo hoo. You can leave voluntarily. I mean you know nobody's making you do it. But if you really love it. It seems to me that the guys that have the most amount of success, and it'll be interesting to watch with Mike because he's a young coach. He's a young coach. He's all about it now, though. You can, he's not getting tired. No, no, no. That's why. Man, I used to talk about this all the time. It's a young man's game. If it's not a young man's game and we move towards where I think we're moving, I've said it before, CEO coaches, it means that Mike is going to have to transition at some point. Uh, in order to do that. Otherwise, it weighs on you, gets to a place where you can't, you know, you, you, every other aspect of your life is incomplete. I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. As the prestige of this university in the immediate rise, it meets its tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, as we get to a place where the tradition says we should be, the coaching pool of candidates to come here gets more robust. We spend more on the coaches. Right. And he's already proven his first OC was a play caller. So that's this is not an issue here where he would exactly he will seed it no problem. We hope I think so. I think you're right. He's very hands on right now. Hopefully the guy's good. I don't I don't want him to right the moment. Well, listen, Mike's got a lot of energy. He's very young. He's in good shape and he keeps himself in good condition. He's been really regimented. You can tell that he has a way of going about his days that works for him. Gets harder the more responsibility you have as you come up and continue to have success. The more demands are made of you. All these things uh, that that go along with winning football games and, and creating what we hope becomes. I mean, everybody hopes to become a dynasty again. You know, you, you want something like that. It's just, it's really hard to do. But you have to be willing to delegate. You have to surround yourself with people that you trust implicitly, that you know that, okay, tomorrow I got to spend some time with the I got to do something with my family. Or I got to do whatever I got to do, but I know that things are being taken care of. Who knows? And Jimbo it. just didn't do that and hasn't done that and won't do that and is so hands-on and, 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 he, and he resents anybody who tells him to, to, to maybe step back a little bit and look at it from a bigger perspective. He just hates it. But the thing is that we're going to find out, is the best of Mike Norvell better than the best of Jimbo? Because the best of Jimbo engineered a national championship. Right. And so Mike yeah. still has to prove that. It's, he has not done so yet. Correct. What I will he say— He hasn't won a conference championship yet. Exactly. 
What I will say, though, leading up to this point where we are, it is remarkable how not disheveled and dead inside he he's <laughs> never looked it. He's never looked the stressful part on the level that Jimbo did in the early days when Jimbo was fixing it by doing every little thing, and he did it. He did it. He flipped it 29 in a row in a title. It worked. So that was successful. But Norvell has never looked for one day like he, he was going to keel over. Jimbo did for months, years. He would always have these weird stretches where he did, like, I agree with you, where you thought, oh, man, this is not good. He's not healthy right now. Put on a lot of weight. He looks tired, all this. And then other times you'd look at him and be like, he's never looked better. Yeah. He, yep. would, he would get it together. He'd start eating right, working out every day. And you could see it on his face. There's ripped Jimbo, that little face. Well, he was just excited. You know, you could tell he was attacking things again. But it, it was always fleeting. <laughs> it's always fleeting. Yeah, I, I would think as a, mo- a coach now, with the hours that are demanded of you, anywhere, anywhere, if you're a Power 5 coach and you want to keep your job and make all that money and everything that comes with it and you love to coach, you've never had to be more disciplined than you do now. I mean, I, I get that almost every hour of your day would have to be accounted for. I mean, what I mean by that is, like, including the healthy parts, like this is where I eat a salad. This is where I drink this glass of water. This is where I get six hours minimum of sleep. This is where I'm able to get up and do this, this, and this, and this is where I work out. This is what you know what I mean. Like you would have to have every aspect of it. It has to be for him again for the consistency of his energy, his affinity for doing the little things behind the scenes for the program as well. Think about the psyche. He think doesn't about- take trips off to go shake hands either. You know. No, no, no. And think about this though. Like, so we're all made differently, right? You know, so. Your significant other. When you decide to go on a trip together, you have a way that you begin to think about the trip and how you want it to go and how you pack for the trip and how you plan for the trip. And she has a way. And everybody does. They have their own way, right? We, we talk about detrition, right? The ability to pack or oh, to yeah. put things away and all that. It's fun, right? My wife can pack a bag like nobody's business. And I know that. And I'm like, oh, well, well, by all means, get after the packing. But... We go, she, luckily, we agree. We like to kind of freelance once we get to where we're going. Yeah. I don't need an itinerary minute for minute, hour for hour. We're staying here. We're going to see this. Then we got to see this. Then we're going to drive over here. And then right after the game, we're going to go back over here. And then we're going to, no, 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 man. So you're rolling all that. We're flying into Glasgow. After that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That is uh, most trips. Right. Most trips. Yeah. So now there are times where you have to be a little bit more orderly, and you can you're agree do on like the books. theme park thing. You want to get in and get out and get you know, yeah, for what you're going to be charged. All right, we are going to maximize this opportunity but like a bike or practice. That's one place. That's not seeing another but, country. But no. yeah, if you're on another trip, for me, it's do I have enough sets of socks? Yeah, underwear, socks, underwear, shirts. Do I, am shirts. I going to be properly dressed? And do I have something to wear nice if we decide to go somewhere? To wear nice. nice for dinner. Other than that, yeah. If I don't have it, I'll buy it when we're there. No right? big deal. That's right. Let's That's go. Right. Let's yeah. just leave. But not everybody's that way. Some people significant other is like, nope, we got to do this, then we're doing this, then we're doing this. And you either can get along with that or you can't. And if you have decided to marry it, you're going to have to get along with it because you made that decision and you knew it long beforehand. And that's difficult. That's difficult. So if all of a sudden, because you and I are very similar in this way, our mess is yeah. memorized. Yeah. I can look at a desk with stuff everywhere. I know exactly what's there and where I put it and why. But it's right for somebody else to come and say, you know, 
this looks ridiculous. Can you just clean? Yeah, it's okay. I, both sides can be right in that situation. So it, you know what it, looks ridiculous? The time you waste. <laughs> Putting in stuff where you think it needs to go. That's, that's, that's my, ridiculous. Tell that to my dad, ex-military. Everything has got its place. It to is the, better, though, when it is organized. To the like point it, where I go move the stuff that he has in his place because I want to see him fret. The little pencil holder, I'm moving it across the desk just to see what happens. And I don't tell him about it. And then I hear, like, two days later, who the hell moved? Why would this? This is not where That makes it worth it. <laughs> Makes it worth it. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, take off your shoes when you come in from the garage and don't leave them right by that door. Go put them somewhere else near the couch where other people can see them. Uh, you know, I've got the spot by the door. There's no reason. You don't need to bring the shoes in here. Yeah. That kind of thing, right? That's, a, that's one of Jamie's things. Like, why don't you take your shoes off? I'm like, because I don't want to. Uh, oh, I have my shoes on. Yeah. Like, free, she goes, free the toes. I'm like, no. Well, my toes are comfortable in shoes. These are, these are awesome <laughs> shoes. These are great. So here's my point. Sometimes I like to take them off, yes, but I don't see the need. This actually gets back to football. So if you are a head coach in today's game and you have our personality, you're going to have to figure something out. Because we would have to concede, Tom, that you've got to do, you, you got to do the way he's doing it. You, you, don't, you wouldn't survive otherwise. You wouldn't. You have to get up at four, eat those blueberries to that oatmeal, drink that water. Blueberries. Get, get your ass on the treadmill for 40 good minutes, 30 good minutes, whatever it is. Get your exercise on. Shower. Get your stuff on. Get to the office by 530. Let's go. We're going to be working from 530, whether it's film, glad-handing over here, talking to the team here, going to lunch here. Coaches meeting after that. Now I got actual practice. Then I got to talk to the press. Then I got to go back and review the film of said practice so that next day when the kids come in, because he wants consistency, he's got to be able to sit down with them and say what they did right, what they did wrong. Every player on the team, everyone has an individualized, uh, individualized moment where they sit down with their segment coach and it's, it's all broken down. You did this right. You did this wrong. Technique's terrible there. Let's get it together. I'll see you out here tomorrow. All right. So then here we go. Boom, boom, boom. And by the time these guys get home, it's 10, 10.30 at night. Oh, hey, honey. I mean, can, God, dog. Not for me. And I think the hard part is if you made a deal with yourself that you, you could do it for six years or eight years, then you probably aren't, you know, in order to get to the, this level and then you're done. You're probably not wired properly. Yeah. To even get there in the first place. I know. You got to be about it. It has to be in your blood. You can't be a mercenary for just a short period. Like, when does that really happen? <laughs> Players do it now in the NFL. Ali Marpet and others have left in their 20s. Coaches don't. They don't just up and leave after they get their first $20 million contract. No, no, they keep it going, yeah. It's impressive. I just, we would have to, When that's one thing that really does stand out. Again, we talk about the organization and the passion and the consistency there. You have to find a way. And every coach... You see the ones that are succeeding, this is, this is it. They're regimented in that way. It's unbelievable. And you see it more and more and more and more. Even young guys, that, that's exactly like but, but, but CEOs, although he's more hands-on. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Score update? Want to give a score update before we sign uh, well, off here let, for a commercial break? Let's visually have an update. Oh, it would appear it's still one to nothing. Florida State in the top of the fifth. 
How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Hang in there, boys. Holding my breath. one nothing Knowles. Virginia has not been able to muster a run. I know they threatened twice. They had a runner at third, I think, with nobody out and didn't score. They also let off the, with the first with a double and didn't score. So good news there. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply what's up guys our next partner that you're going to hear from is athletic greens you've heard me talk about athletic greens in the past happy to talk about them again i take athletic greens every day and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's athletic greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning and I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV, reminding you. Weather's warming up. You're going to be outside. Soon you're going to be at the beach. Get your butt over to Orange Theory Fitness. More life. You'll feel better each and every workout. You get stronger, fitter, and you look better. First class is always free. Uh, new members, one month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. And you'll see the coaching and the science-backed workouts effective immediately. And you... Uh, you won't be as intimidated as you thought you would when you walked past it the other day and you looked in there and saw everybody getting after it and thought, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Once you get in there, you realize everybody's just monitoring themselves. You're good to go. So Orange Theory Fitness. Two locations in Tallahassee. One uh, on the north side here where you can go over by a Fresh Market there and check it out. 
or Midtown, you're all good there too as well. And that first workout's free. Go in there and they'll they'll tell you all about it. And you'll, I think, find pretty quickly that uh, it's a good workout for you and you'll enjoy it. Now, still one nothing. Is that right? I saw a frown. A frown? Okay. Well, you had a look on your face like. Oh, for me, I was just answering something. Sorry. One to nothing. The news is good. I don't think one's going to be enough, but we can, we can hope. I'm just shocked it's still one nothing. Uh, yeah, I would have thought uh, we would have been in trouble there uh, before now. But again, I will say this: I think you know when we think about baseball and we think about what this team is. I, I he's going to have we talk pride and toughness, and I, Link's got all of those things. And players will take on their coach's personality, all those. They'll fight, so. I'm going to be surprised if they're hanging in there for this thing. Get this one, Tom. You might steal a series, buddy. Dare to dream. It all starts with the first game. The um, So you didn't see the three last night, the Gonzaga three? Not live. I can't believe where he shot that from. Now, I understand there's precedent there between those two teams, and that's the Villanova play. Like, I get all of that. That's still a shocking shot with that much time left in the Goes to show you that in rhythm, though, you know, like when you he's in rhythm, it's really well done. It's just, if you, so, you know, Bryce loves basketball. And when we're shooting, it's funny, I'll I'll occasionally pull up, there are certain guys online. That's the one great thing about YouTube, whether it's golf or basketball or tennis or whatever it might be. If you end up wanting to, you know, discover techniques or, methodology for anything, a chip in golf or whatever. You'll find people and you pick the one you like the most or the guy that has the most success or whatever it is. Well, that's true. Like the basketball videos, you can watch some of the greatest shooters of all time teach you how to shoot. And when you have a kid, it's cool to go through those exercises, but they will talk about the the catch in rhythm and then everything working together. Like you see it in that shot, that three. It is so fluid, comes up, that elbow is perfect. Everything about it, you're like, oh, they should show that and teach people how to shoot using this video. It's perfect. That whole sequence is just on the table. I get that Timmy is the reason that they're in a position to even steal the game. Late, yeah. And they do. But for the kid to hit the shot, then get right back ready to go half court on defense. Like, I understand it's for a ticket to the Elite Eight. But still, the presence of mind to be there, come away with the ball, mm-hmm. and then to calmly stare out among the masses in the crowd. That's just ice cold. That is the assassin-like stuff I love to see in any sport when somebody's clutch. Like, sure, a celebration that is that is generic and, and or, or I'm sorry, organic and real mm-hmm. is something that's worth appreciating. But when you see somebody who has the presence of mind to just go stoic and stare dead into the crowd <laughs> after a moment like that, mm-hmm. oh man, that's just the best. Getting to that place is so yeah, you you. you kind of admire I, I don't know that there have only been a few times maybe in any sport that we've ever played like everybody who's ever played sports has had moments where the you know in the case of basketball where the basket looked as big as the ocean like I can't miss right now you know whatever sport you play I mean there have been times you, you know, if you're playing baseball you're just seeing the ball really well in golf you can't miss a putt all of a sudden everything's going in from 15 feet and in you're just like you can't miss you just it looks right to you. You can see all the lines. It all makes sense to you. And those are incredible moments. And sports psychology is a fascinating subject. 
when you when you talk to people who are in that field and know what they're talking about, it's fascinating to listen to them talk about the different clients that they've had because everybody learns differently. Everybody can get to a certain place through a very different route, verbal cues, visual cues, whatever it might be. And you watch guys who get to that point where they can shoot the ball. And I'm not saying this kid, I mean, he, that was awesome last night, but when you watch guys who can do that, it's the transformation is, it's not so subtle watching that. Like it's, they are able to block whatever out that the things that cause stress that lead to a lack of confidence, the, the nerves that follow paying attention to the wrong things are just as visual as those that are capable of blocking it out and what that face in turn looks like once they do that, that, that those two things, very distinctly different things are visible and easy to see. That's how you know when a guy's about to choke because we're watching it. And you can watch a guy at the free throw line and you can look at his face and go, oh, no. Yeah. That poor bastard. He wants to be anywhere but there. And if that guy on the front end gets to rattle home, he'll probably be fine. Yeah. But he needs he, he needs, needs a bounce. Break. He needs something good to happen yep. for him. Mm-hmm. It's the worst feeling, though, when you – especially if it's kids – like, I hate seeing nervous kids in base, Little League Baseball and stuff like that. Oh, that kid's scared to death. This is not going to work out well for him. He's just not going to swing the bat. He's too scared to swing. Like, we've all encountered that. Or a pop fly to a kid who's a little shaky on defense. He's camped right there. He's done everything right. You're yeah. like, come on, man. Just That's catch it. You've done everything like, right. Oh, oh, man. Now, for all my foibles in the batter's box, no problem. In the, in the field. field, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. No, but it's it's th- those things. I love it. I love watching it. It's one of the aspects of sports, and it's on display a lot in the NCAA tournament. It's on. That's one of the things I like is that because they're still very very young. They're not pros. Pros go to this place all the time. It's like when you watch um, college golf, competitive college golf. Yeah, there are frontline players that you know are going to be pro, but it's a team sport. The the kid is the fourth. Or the, you know, he's not so sure. He's not Ricky Fowler at Oklahoma State. He's happy to have a scholarship. And now he's thrust in this position because his point matters greatly. And this tee shot's going to be tough. You, they, sometimes they, they come through. Other times it looks like us. It can look like the weekend hacker. You don't see that on the PGA Tour. Now, you'll, you'll see guys on the PGA Tour have bad rounds. Very rarely do you see a guy, unless it's to win a major and he's never won before. We did have a guy last year, unfortunately. Mito. That's a Mito Pereira. Didn't, yeah, joined Live right after. I mean, he knew. He, I'm done. I yeah, got no, I, we've also <laughs> seen a major winner do it. Lest we forget when Bryson and Lee Westwood teed off on the, I think it was the fourth hole at uh, Sawgrass. I remember Bryson Cole topped it. Oh, that's the, right. And Lee Westwood did it later. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? Well... Golf's hard, and you can, if you don't win consistently and it's been a few yeah. years and you're back with the opportunity, yeah. At any point for any of those kids, though, there are times when or there are positions in sports that no amount of preparation can help you get over the line, like a kicker or mm-hmm. a golfer. Any on the individual sport hole. like that is really, yeah. A pitcher. It's a lonely place in the mound. You, see, you could feel it through a TV or in the stands sometimes. Like, man, that, that's a lonely spot out there. But preparation helps a lot gives you fewer things to worry about. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times I think we conflate a dude doing something clutch with they weren't prepared for it. 
as though that you know they just this is this novel thing and they were able to summon something right in the heat of the moment. Right. No, they've practiced that shot a hundred thousand times. Yes, yes, that's right. There yes. is no procrastination in what you've seen. They have prepared meticulously for the moment. I always thought team sports were so much easier in that way because you have a role, one of many, to make things work. So if you're a receiver, you have to run a route. There's no guarantee the ball's coming to you. And the right guard has something he has to do based on that play call. And the running back has to pick up a blitzer. And the tight end has to, you know. So everybody, when the play is called in the huddle, I remember this when I played. I remember always thinking it more about the aspect of this play. What's my role on this play? Because, you know, obviously you know the playbook and you rep it so many times. So you sit there and then, you know, the play comes in and usually the quarterback repeats it. And once he says what it is and he gives out, and every one of those letters and numbers have something of significance to somebody. Maybe not to you, but to your offensive line, to your wide receiver, to your running back, it, all of it means something. And so as soon as you hear the number or the letter that does apply to you, the next thing really matters because it's going to tell you left side, right side, whatever your assignment is, and you're going to know right then and there. So at that point, I never got nervous in a close game or anything like that because I was like, oh, well, I have to do this or this play doesn't work. Or, yeah, or it's or I don't have to make the catch. I just need to block this guy. You know? Or even if you have to make the catch, there's so many things you have to do before the ball is to you. But I, if you're the receiver, you're like, I don't have to worry about blocking that guy. I right. just need to make the catch. I just need to make the catch. Right. Everybody has a thing. Yeah. Like, if I run here, he's not going to throw it to me if I'm not open, unless it's a Hail Mary and we have to throw it. You know, he's going to go. He'll check down if I'm covered. So I'm just going to run my freaking route, try to get open. The easy part's the catch. I got to do all this other stuff. And I got to run the right play. I got to do all these things, right? But in an individual sport, man... There's nobody else. It's you standing there on the tee box. It's the, and basketball's weird because guys have to take shots at the end of games with everything on the line, and they're coming out of a timeout, and it is a team game, but that play's designed for somebody. That's why when you see a guy score in rhythm like that, it's all the more understandable because I'm not sure that that's drawn up. That's just like what you saw there was. Remember the Barrett shot when Duke was here? You know, oh, my hurt. God, how pretty was that? Well, it, it's a terrible situation to be in defensively because you got to play it balanced. you got to play it honest. The lead was one so or was two. Either way, like a two would have worked on that inbound for Duke. Mm, yeah. Would have been better to pick up a rebound off of a missed free throw, which, you know. But in that, you got to defend everything. You have to defend everything. And so you're well, going to give You're worried about away. everything close to the basket, yeah, too. And right. they just they gave that away. And, and you and I are watching as soon as he catches that in rhythm. It's a perfect pass. He was prepared. He was ready for that play. Well, and it was almost like he couldn't believe his eyes. It's yeah. it's those that see it as the opportunity to cash in on the practice, to cash in on all the hours, as opposed to those that fear the moment of don't blow this, I could be the reason we lose, and which is also not true, but your your brain tells you lies all the time, right? You know, so it's like I I however you get to a place where you can flip the switch to this is the opportunity to do and cash in all the hours, all the days that I spent doing this thing when I didn't want to or the times I missed out on this other stuff. Well, it all comes to this. Here we go. What a yeah. cool uh, – finally, finally I get this chance. That's one way to look at it. I think that's the way our quarterback looked at it in Pasadena. Oh, in the second half? In the fourth quarter, minute to go against Auburn. Oh, sure. 
He never even blinked. I can't think. Yeah, I mean, Jameis had he a, never he even had a blinked. Yeah, tip batted. batted. Yeah, but that was and, and that would have been completed if it hadn't been batted. There is no evidence from what we remember and being there in the building or on the replay of him looking nervous at any point. At any point, there wasn't a moment where they cut to him. He goes, "Here we go." He was just ready. He was ready to do it. Like excited. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that is a distinct difference between people who can. When, when, you know, we always call it like seizing the moment, but those are people who are seeing it as an opportunity. Like they're like, oh man, let me at it. I, I can't believe I haven't had this chance until now. And those that are like, oh man, I got a minute and a half or my, you know, I mean, like if you start thinking in terms of how difficult something is or what's on the line, you, right, you got yeah. zero chance. It's not even about failure. I think half the time it's about wh- what am I about to achieve? I can't believe I'm about to do this. Well, yeah, that's, that's when true. You get slapped in well, the face. Well, that's true in golf. If you're about to win a major in your Mito Pereira. Well, I would think too if you're a pitcher and you're working on a complete game shutout or god forbid a no-hitter, you know, at some point that has to creep in and you've got to be able to flush that. I never understood the I never understood players moving away from a pitcher who has a no-hitter. A lot of pitchers I never pitched, but a lot of pitchers have said Sometimes they weren't even aware they had a no-hitter until guys started moving away from them and leaving them alone. Well, don't do that. I would tell my guys if I was like, hey, don't remind me that I'm on the verge of something special. Right now I'm in a zone. I'm just worried about attacking this hitter's weakness. We got a game plan for every hitter. Every pitcher, every catcher knows what that game plan is. We already discussed it in the scout. So I'm just worried about executing this pitch and this at-bat and finding that hole in his swing or whatever it is I need to do. And if by the time we get to the sixth inning, I haven't given up a hit and I'm not aware of it, just don't make me aware of it by moving away from me. And now I got this other thing I'm thinking about that I wasn't ever even paying attention to. I'm sure it's going to occur to him sooner or later, like maybe going out in the ninth, looking up like, oh. But that's actually, you've heard pitchers say that. You know, you know, well, the first time I realized I had a no-hitter was uh, with one out in the seventh. What? How did, how did you not know? That's because there are two types of athletes and that, you know, for those that want to know everything and those that want to know nothing. And those that don't seem to know anything. Like, oh my God. You don't understand the gravity of what you're doing. No. See the ball, hit the ball. Oh, well, run. Okay. Well, Man- I guess. Manny Ramirez. That works for you, huh? Manny Ramirez. What'd you hit? I don't know. I hit it hard. What was that? What was the pitch? It was a 2-2. I thought it was a slider. I don't know. I just saw it and hit it. Okay. Life must be nice. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Getting weirder by the second for those driving around wondering. Florida State one, Virginia nothing, bottom of the sixth. Talk about the psychology of trying to take one home. I'm sure that infield right now for us. Thinking, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Brady Hoke. <laughs> I sure hope we strike him out. Yeah. Don't put the ball in play, right? I hope they get a win there, man. They're, they're still, they've been fighting. They've been uh, outmanned here quite a bit lately because they haven't had their old team, and they're not real good. <laughs> it's a tough combination. But you got, you know, you're getting healthy again. I, I mentioned this yesterday while we were at practice. You and I were talking, and then I was talking with uh, a buddy of mine as well about, well, They've got a fighting chance in every series if the if the if the offensive lineup is in place the way it's supposed to be, and they haven't had three key cogs to that whole thing. So I yeah, 
it, oddly, it's one to nothing right after I say Like that. six at bats at a Holbrook. You know? And remember how excited we were oh. that when he started and then he Instant hurt himself? Impact. Then, I mean, golly. A lot of power, opposite field, too. Do a lot of things. I mean, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Have we looked up Brady Hoke lately? Is he still coaching somewhere? He was an assistant somewhere. Like a GA, time. maybe? Yeah, he was this, yeah, he was he was an assistant somewhere the last time I looked. Um, but yeah, these guys, that's the thing about the coaching community. It's a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego State. Well, that's why we didn't know. You think about it though, that's why I mean coaches yeah, they get their opportunities, oftentimes don't get another opportunity or it's at a lower level, but it's it's a it's a fraternity. You're going to get a job somewhere, no matter how bad you fail. See Willie Taggart. They had a rough go last year, 7-6 and six at San Diego State. But the year prior, Brady's first full season, 12-2. Mm-hmm. and two. There we go, Brady. Ooh, I like my running game. They won the Frisco Bowl. We weren't even paying attention, Tom. We had no idea. We had no idea. When are we doing our draft party? Are we? I mean, uh, how many days away till the draft? Draft party? That's uh, probably a month away. Yeah, yeah, it's a full month. I want to get make sure we have everything buttoned up here. So the golf tournament's full. Yes. Yes, we're good to go on the even the singles team. Old James S- B is rounding out the singles team. Nicely go, James done, B. James B. Good job. So the golf tournament is full. Should be a blast. Can't wait to help out the folks at the Second Harvest and see everybody out there and have a good time at Capital City Country Club. It's going to be a blast. Three weeks from today. Three yep, weeks. three weeks from today. Uh, should be should be a lot of fun. Obviously, the next day we'll have pregame for the spring game. Mm-hmm. We'll be at Hotel Indigo. Yes, we will. I don't know that we've officially announced that, but we are. We're at Hotel Indigo. Hotel Indigo. We'll have a good time there, and uh, that you know, as spring games go, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. Spring games are. I mean, we'll have fun while we're there, and the pregame will be fun. The game itself. Let's see if they liven it up. I don't know. Well, the best thing that can be said about a spring game is it will be entertaining if you have a deep roster. And, and we, we have do. a deep roster, so it should be entertaining because you want to see the kids play. It's also always great to see your uh, friends and loved ones who make it back to town, typically decent weather. So we have all of that coming up. That will be fun as well. And then before all that, Corner Pocket Thursday next week. Next week, next Thursday, opening day. I can't believe it. It's opening here. Opening day for Major League Baseball. We will be at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Like he said, Appalachie Parkway. Come on out, say hello. Even if it's just to uh, grab a hot dog or a beer and watch an inning or two, I get it. You're busy. But uh, it'll be fun. Bad news on that scoring bug. Ah! What you got? I'm not watching. <laughs> You're not watching the show? It's a uh, one-to-one. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go four-to-one, they hit a bomb. Yeah, well, I'm worried. I was. I told Director Matthew during the break that if they score one, I feel like six are coming right behind it. <laughs> um. Well... Hopefully not. Hopefully it's a nice little round two-to-one win for the Knowles. So Carolina has the first pick in the NFL draft because they got it from Chicago, right? Yes. And they're rumored to be going with C.J. Stroud. How about that? Well, I have my doubts about Bryce Young as well. So if he goes second to Houston and then we start projecting all madness and people moving all around, there are all kinds of mocks that have – Arizona and the Colts. Yeah, this could be a chaotic Thursday draft party. It will be a fun draft party. I want to. I'm interested to see how far 
Jalen Carter falls, too, just out of curiosity. Somebody's going to get a steal there if he can keep it together. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. Take care.